and welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on England's top four football leagues. I'm your host Tom Pipkin, I've been invited back to the podcast once again and I'm back introducing the show. I'm joined by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, welcome to the show and uh, welcome back Tom Pipkin. Yeah. Beautiful to have you uh, introducing the show. Uh, back, back to our original roots. Yeah, it was nice to mix it up, and thanks for inviting me back, Tom. I do do appreciate it. I've got a lovely lunchtime kickoff for you on the bombproof treble this weekend. <laughs> it, it's not the same without you, Tom. So uh, I, I'm glad you're back with your lunchtime kickoffs. No, that's that's a joke. Don't worry, guys. But um, just <laughs> please, please don't turn the podcast off. We're joking. No more early kickoffs. We've learned our lesson. Yeah, won't be happening again. No, absolutely not. So uh, just to run you guys, what we're going to go through on the show today, we're going to go through all the fixtures in the Premier League, picking out our best tips and uh, giving you a bit of insight, what we think from all of those games. Then we're going to go through the Championship, League One and League Two, picking out our highlights. Then we'll recap the bomb-proof trebles and give you this week's bomb-proof trebles. Absolutely. And it it looks like a decent week on paper. So uh, should we dive in? Yeah, let's drive straight into the Prem with the Saturday lunchtime kickoff. And that's Chelsea away at Brighton. So you can get the home side Brighton at 13 to 2, the draw 16 to 5, and Chelsea 4 to 9. Now, Tom, we're recording this on the Wednesday. Chelsea are currently playing as we speak in the FA Cup third round replay against Norwich, drawing one all in extra time. Can you see them beat in Brighton? Yes. I, I know exactly the angle <laughs> that you were coming from there. Um, and, you know, I, you can't blame yourself for kind of looking at Chelsea and thinking, you know, why are they struggling to squeeze past Norwich? Norwich are hardly anything special and they've just lost Alex Pritchard as well. But Chelsea, you know, they're, on the whole... They're a good side. Uh, they have lost their way a bit this season, but fully expect them to beat Brighton. And I actually expect it to be relatively comfortable as well. Yeah, they, they definitely should win. They definitely should. They've had five draws in a row now, um, if you include the Norwich result from tonight. And three nil nils as well in that. So they're not scoring goals. That's the problem. We know they can keep a clean sheet. We know Conte can keep it tight at the back. But it's scoring goals. Morata's woefully out of form. And they do lack decent alternatives up front. Uh, I'm surprised they've not been linked with many more strikers in the window. I know there's that Carroll rumour floating around. But I don't know if there's much to that. And I don't know if he's the answer anyway. Um, no. <laughs> he's not the answer. Um, I think it's just Conte likes a big man, doesn't he? Let's not forget, he did, he did want Lorente. Um, at one stage, he was seriously after Lorente. I think he likes a big man as as a backup striker. Not, not always a bad thing. And remember, Carroll is English as well. Helps them fill their quota. Um, <laughs> that would mean they've signed Drinkwater, Barkley and Carroll. I don't think anyone can argue that those three are going to make their starting eleven much better. Um, but yeah, it's Morata that's the problem in that um, yeah. when you play one up front and you put all your eggs in in one basket, it's uh, yeah, it's a dangerous game. And Batshuayi, I, I really like him. I think he's like obviously he's a he's a good character, um, and I think he's a decent player. But just can't really seem to do it when he starts, can no, he? No, he can't. It's a shame because, as you say, good character. I like him. Um, Rumours linking him off with a move to. Dortmund I saw earlier actually so uh, that would be interesting if he goes there but yeah Morata started the season so well needs to sort his form out especially as well because Hazard's not firing on all cylinders at the moment either so he's not there to get them out of jail when Morata's not on form but we do expect a, a Chelsea win at 9-20 to so not the worst odds to be honest against the Brighton side who are pretty poor at the moment yeah, Brighton just they just don't have enough going forward, do they? They either get a striker um in January or they go down, in my opinion. It's all all well and good being being tight and being you know, trying to be tough to beat, but Glenn Murray's a championship striker 
and uh, they're going to need something a little bit, a little bit better than Glenn if they're going to uh, pull away from the relegation places. Yeah, you're right. Just one win in the last twelve Premier League games for Brighton. They started pretty well, but uh, now it's all starting to unravel. So, yeah, Chelsea for us. Um, shall we move on to the three o'clocks? Yes, absolutely. And we're going to start with a sticky one. Yes, we are. And that's Arsenal at home to Crystal Palace. Arsenal, I don't know how they're justifying odds of 1-2 to two here, but there we go. Uh, the draw is 7-2 and Palace are 19-4. to four. Now, last week on the podcast, we predicted correctly that Bournemouth could perhaps cause an upset against Arsenal, which they did, winning their 2-1. Again, Palace, I could definitely see at least the draw here for Palace. Yeah, Arsenal, we all know, um, they've relied on their home form. They are a thousand percent better at home. But this, no one's got any confidence in, in the team at all. No. Like the fans, uh, probably the players have no confidence at the moment. Uh, you know, Sanchez, his future may be resolved by the weekend. Yeah. Even if it isn't, he's not going to kick another ball for uh, Arsenal again. Uh, just sold Walcott as well. It is just probably the most negative club in the league at the moment. Like, has that gloomy Eeyore kind of cloud around <laughs> it, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, just one defeat in 12 league games for Palace, on the other hand. So they're absolutely storming up the league under uh, Roy Hodgson. It, they're defying all expectations from pretty much everybody, I think. I don't think even the most positive Palace fan would think they'd have done that well but um, they're a tough task for anyone to face as we saw when they could have beat Man City if they didn't miss that penalty in the last minute but going back to the Sanchez situation for Arsenal he looks like he's going to go now probably to Man United the talk is that Mkhitaryan could be coming the other way and also Aubameyang could be coming in from Dortmund what do you think to those two players do you think they're Adequate replacements for Sanchez and Ozil? Yeah, uh, definitely. I I think uh, that those two are very... I'm very surprised that Arsenal, even in the position they're in, even under you know a tenure under Wenger that is under giant scrutiny, they're not in a Champions League, they're going to attract Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan, potentially. Yeah. Uh, that's... that's that speaks volumes about Arsenal Football Club. I would never in my wildest dreams thought they could attract someone like that, not in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, I think that would be absolutely fantastic if they could get both of those. Ozil's only been playing the last couple of months. Um, he was missing for half the season last year. Um, so I think you know everyone can kind of calm down about his slight pickup in form. Um, and Sanchez, Sanchez is obviously a fantastic player, uh, almost 30 and, you know, United are set to offer him, I think it's like a four-year deal, 300-odd grand a week. Yeah, bloody hell. Oh, that's a huge commitment. It is. Huge. I was listening to Ian Wright speak in the week, actually, and he's saying that Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan seem like panic signings to him for Arsenal. I think he's completely wrong. These are two world-class players, especially for the fee they might be getting a Bamiyang for, because it's around fifty-five million, I think. In the ridiculous transfer fees we've been seeing recently, if they can get a Bamiyang for fifty-five million, I can't believe other clubs aren't going for him as well. Yeah, I know. It seems seems like Arsenal are kind of they're getting away with it. Yeah. I want someone to. Well, I feel like someone should say, "Hey." Where's the rest of the money for Aubameyang? Or, yeah. oh, hang on, if he's available for that price, we'll have a go as well. Yeah. Why aren't Chelsea getting involved? Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. It, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting, but I completely, wholeheartedly disagree with Ian Wright. When you're on Football Manager and you're Arsenal and you're not in the Champions League yeah. and you're struggling <laughs> a bit and it's not looking likely... You're not going to see Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan on your realistic list. <laughs> not a chance. No, you're not right. Not a chance. You're right. I thought they'd have to go to someone like Mares, who's performing outstandingly at a lesser club. Yeah. 
and kind of you know offer them the opportunity to perform at a better club. Yeah, because uh, that's what you know. That's what Liverpool and Spurs when they went through their period. Do you know what I mean? Of yeah. uh, being out of the top four. That's what they did. They went to lesser teams and took risks on players and things like that. So, yeah, I, I'm very surprised. Yeah, me too. And let's not forget, Mkhitaryan and Aubameyang had a, a great link-up at Dortmund. So if that can be recreated at Arsenal, it's only going to improve the side. I completely forgot about that. That's very... Very yeah. true. Yeah, never a bad thing, is it, when a, a midfielder and a uh, and a striker have a have a previous relationship? Never a bad thing. Nope. So, uh, going back to the game, what would be your advice? I'm going to go actually with Palace double chance for this one at 6-4, to four, mainly because of how good Palace are at the moment and how negative everything seems to be around Arsenal. Yeah, I uh, I totally agree with you there. I think that's that's a really really good shout. Yeah, at one to two, Ars- I can't justify backing Arsenal with any confidence at those kind of prices. No chance. Let's move on then to Turf Moor. Burnley host Manchester United. I feel like these sides have been playing each other every other week at the moment. Yeah, Is it, it seems just me? it. Just have, a have... few weeks ago, it was two uh, two at Old Trafford, right? Yeah. Burnley is six to one for this one. The draw is fourteen to five, and United are one to two as well for that. Man United win for me. Burnley seems to have fell off a little bit of a cliff, which is disappointing. Yeah, not looking likely. Burnley are going to be drawn in any Champions League groups um, <laughs> anytime soon. Not won since beating uh, Stoke, who were arguably the worst team in the league at that stage, twelfth uh, of December. So it doesn't seem like a long way away in terms of calendar time, um, but it is actually seven games. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's quite a quite a while since they got a victory, and they're away at Newcastle after the United game, so they've probably got their eyes on that more than uh, more than United. Yeah, and a stat I heard in the week as well. I didn't realise this. If Pogba plays, Man U do not lose. He's played thirty-five games for them. And never lost. Wow. And uh, for all his haircuts and his dancing and his sponsorships, he's, well, he is basically everything I hate about the modern footballer. Hashtag um, <laughs> Exactly. Having your own hashtag, for example, is, <laughs> is a classic example of, you know, the Pogbas and the Bellerins of this world are just players I can't stand. But... Ability-wise, can't be in question. He's got a better assist-to-game ratio than Kevin De Bruyne. Wow. So, yeah, everyone is raving about De Bruyne, and rightfully so. Incredible player. But, you know, stat-wise, Pogba's got uh, more assist-to-games ratio than than anyone in the league, including, I'm just including De Bruyne because he's a shining example, right? Yeah, yeah. Deserves a bit more credit, I think, Pogba. Yeah, I think he does. And United, they'll probably uh, probably win this game, I think, maybe 2-0. I can see them keeping a clean sheet. Burnley uh, kind of fell off a little bit, as you said. We'll move on then to Everton at home to West Brom. Everton 6-5, the draw 19-10, and West Brom 14-5 outsiders. Now, I told you last weekend West Brom were going to win. <laughs> you did. You did. It's finally over. Yes, their it first is. win since August. Inc- <laughs> incredible, <laughs> incredible! I can't believe they went that long without a victory. It if is. you're a Baggies fan, please let me know what that you know five months were like. I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to hear from a West Brom fan. Um, but it's over, and they're now going to an Everton team that. Big Sam's lost his lost his effect, hasn't he? Yes, mate. They need to sack him and bring him back again. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> uh, they haven't won since beating Swansea. Who, you know, I always look at the state of the team when someone beats someone, and Swansea were all over the place when uh, Everton beat them. Uh, that was the 18th of December. No wins in their last six games. 
Um, they have had a run of fixtures, which has been pretty rough, um, which includes a Boxing Day nil-nil at the Hawthorns. Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking from watching Everton in person last weekend, they are shambolic, diabolical. They have absolutely nothing anywhere on the pitch if last week's anything to go by. I know Spurs are a good side and last week they were really on form against Everton, but they just offered absolutely nothing. At least the one thing you'd expect from a Sam Allardyce team is to be a bit solid at the back. And they were just being pulled apart everywhere, gaping holes in defence. It just, it was terrible. And to be honest, I'm going to say West Brom are going to win this one and get their third win in a row. We know... We know that Alan Pardew is streaky like a slice of bacon. When he gets on a run, he wins a few in a row, and then he'll lose a load in a row. So he's won two in a row now. I think uh, they could definitely make it three against a woefully out-of-form Everton side. Looking at Everton's new signings, the Turkish bloke did literally next to nothing last weekend on his debut. Tossed Tossed it off. Yeah. Pretty much tossed it off. Um, I know, so it's only one game, but the jury's out on him. Didn't see anything from him whatsoever last weekend. And Walcott is... Ugh, he's he's not played hardly any football this season, so they can't expect him to come straight in and, and do bits. Yeah, for me, I'm going to stick my neck out and say West Brom at 14-5. to Yeah, I can see why you're doing that. The problem I have with Everton is they've probably got the most ageing squad in the whole league. Um, it's yeah. really, really concerning. They've got, you know, Ashley Williams. Uh, they've got players like Phil Jagielka still kicking around. Baines, Idrissa Garnagay is going to be 30 this year. Walcott, who they've just signed, is going to be 30 this year. Yeah. Sigurdsson is 29. Um, I just feel like they really need some young blood and I'm not talking 18. You know, I don't want anyone, you know, if I was an Everton fan, I wouldn't want to see us go signing teenagers just for the sake of it. I'm looking at players that are between 21 and 25. Mm. Like, they need that kind of bracket uh, because they've. I reckon if you. I haven't done this research, but I reckon if you put the average age of the, you know, the squads, the 25 man squads, I bet you your bottom dollar that Everton's is the highest. I'm going to suggest a signing for Sam Allardyce. Well, let's hope he's listening. Actually, Sam, I recommend you two. You should go out and try and get one, Harry Maguire. If you can't get him, get Alfie Mawson. Yeah, I like that. I I think they're both exactly the kind of avenue that Everton should be looking at. Uh, I think they'll have a job on getting either. Just it's January, um, but yeah, they're the kind of players that you should be uh, that you should be looking at. Yeah, it's not rocket science, Big Sam. Come on, buddy. Um, <laughs> I think Walcott. You know, I watched uh, I watched an interview with uh, Neville and Carragher, and they were talking about Walcott. One in four over a hundred Premier League goals, zero penalties for Walcott. That's, so that's fantastic. Not, that's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. However, there's still the jury's still out on him, and he's not getting any younger. So, yeah, what time will tell if that's a uh, how good of a signing that really was. Yeah, um, for this game, which what are you going for? Do you reckon? Do you advise anything? No, I. I I know what you're saying about West Brom and Pardew and things like that, but I can't back them. Uh, I would avoid this game. Okay, let's move on then to the King Power. It's Leicester at home to Watford. Leicester are five to six favourites for this. Uh, the draw thirteen to five, and Watford sixteen to five. For me, I think Leicester are going to take this one. Although I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. Neither side is really impressing me too much at the moment. No, Watford, Watford are so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to expect from Watford. They've got players 
I've never heard of still that are get <laughs> that have been part of their team for six months, and I didn't even know who they are. Um, yeah, Leicester, I've, they're not impressing me too much, but recently they have played some. Uh, they have played some tough, some tough teams. Uh, they drew nil nil away at Chelsea in their last league encounter, which is obviously a very very good result. Yeah. Um, and I think you know they'll they'll win this. They'll win this. Watford, I just can't trust them. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, Rumours circulating that they're already lining up a replacement for Marco Silva, who was absolutely on a pedestal a few months ago. Yeah, that's fickle football for you. Elton John needs to needs to sort himself out because uh, <laughs> I think he's got a diamond of a manager there, and uh, yeah. There's there's no need to be going chopping or changing now. No, absolutely not. Got to stick with him. Um, but the Watford way is to chop and change, so we shall see if they do it once again. Um, That's so true. For me, though, Leicester to win this one. Uh, for you, Leicester as well, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Okay, then, let's move on to Stoke. Right, plenty to talk about here. It's Stoke at home to Huddersfield. Stoke at evens for this. The draw eleven to five and Huddersfield three to one outsiders. Right, no better place to start than with Paul Lambert. Give me your thoughts. Did you hear that? Was that the sound of a car crash? <laughs> well, it wasn't a car crash. <laughs> it was actually the trap door creaking open for Stoke. <laughs> I, I'm very surprised you didn't know what it was from my uh, perfect impression. Um, good night, Stoke. Good, good night, Stoke. Um, yeah, we have doubted on this podcast the appointments of Alan Pardew, Roy Hodgson, Sam Allardyce. But this is next level. Yeah. This is This is next level. And for me... Unfortunately, I've got nothing against Lambert as a person, but uh, I think Stoke have sealed their fate, and I think I actually think they could go down on the back of this appointment. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me whatsoever. We we both spoke in the week when the appointment was made, and we tweeted it out. It's such a weird, uninspiring left field appointment. We know because their uh, chase for a new manager seems so public that O'Neill and Keane turned them down, Gary Rowett turned them down, um, Kike Sanchez-Flores turned them down, so Paul Lambert must have at least been fourth choice, probably more like 14th choice. <laughs> did, you, did you hear his first interview? What, and he said, I didn't think I'd get a Premier League chance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'd get a chance to manage at the Premier League again. But if I'm Peter Coates... I must be shaking my head thinking, what have we done? <laughs> what have we done? Um, Stoker in the bottom three. Uh, they have the worst defensive record in the entire league by eight goals. Yeah. So that's a huge problem. They've conceded, <laughs> they've conceded 50 goals this it's season. Horrendous. It's horrendous. It's, 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 over two, it's over two a game on average. <laughs> It's over two a game. And their personnel in defence and in goal is is absolutely fine. Like, it is good on paper. Kevin Vimmer, Butland, Shawcross, Zuma. Like, these are all solid players. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but they conceded 50 goals this season. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not looking good, is it? No. No, it's not. Um, Paul Lambert, I don't know what he's done really to earn this move because his recent jobs with Wolves um, Blackburn didn't go very well his his job at Villa didn't go particularly great uh, Norwich obviously did, did well there getting them promoted um, in successive seasons but that was quite a few years ago now and no it's just not a good appointment for me I think Huddersfield might actually win this one 3-1 to one, to be honest yeah I don't see why not couldn't the uh, the situation couldn't be more different, could it, for Huddersfield? They're uh, you know they've got a very bright, 
a very desirable manager who will go on to manage bigger clubs in Huddersfield. Yeah, uh, they just signed Alex Pritchard for eleven, nearly fifteen million, I think. So yeah, everything is everything is good at Huddersfield. Uh, this is a huge game. Huddersfield can put seven points between them and the bottom three with a win. Yeah, that's a, a big gap. Let's move on then to the final three o'clock kickoff. Okay, we're at the London Stadium for the three o'clock kickoff between David Moyes' West Ham United and Eddie Howe's Bournemouth. West Ham evens the draw 5-2, to two, Bournemouth 13-5. to five. What do you think, Tom? Um, I'm going to go for a West Ham winner. They've been really impressive recently. Actually, both teams, in the Premier League at least, have uh, picked up quite a bit of decent form recently. I say Premier League because Bournemouth have just been knocked out of the FA Cup against Wigan, so that's obviously not great. Um, I think West Ham will win this one at evens. These two teams played out an entertaining 3 or draw on Boxing Day in a game that West Ham would have felt pretty aggrieved to have lost that one when Bournemouth scored a, a really debatable late goal. There's quite a few prices that I've seen that I like the look of for this game, especially now Anatovic and Lanzini have hit form for West Ham. They're two yep. players that can really do well against any side in this division. You can get both teams to score 8-11, to 11, which I like. You can get West Ham win both teams to score at 16-5, which I like. But then yep. I love over 2.5 goals at evens. Ooh. Yeah, that is tasty. Yeah, definitely. For me, any, any method that you just mentioned... Pretty much summarised in West Ham to win and plenty of goals. Um, <laughs> do you agree? Yeah, definitely agree. Definitely yeah, agree. it's pretty much summarised. You know, everything you just said is one hundred percent backable and good prices. And uh, yeah, West Ham for me uh, will win. Uh, like you said, Bournemouth. You know, they've they've been decent recently, but I think West Ham are just that bit better, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They've really turned the corner now under Moise. I'm happy for him because I just mentioned the raft of managers that I uh, that I doubted. You can put David Moyes at the top of that list. Yeah, definitely. I doubted him the most out of everyone until Paul Lambert. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, he's he's proven everyone wrong, and uh, it's good to see. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, so West Ham to win this one then, which takes us nicely on to the 5.30 kickoff on Saturday. And that's Manchester City at home to Newcastle. City, as you'd expect, 1-10. to 10. The draw, 9-1. to 1, And Newcastle, a gigantic 20-1. to 20-1. Oh, God. You can get shorter prices on teams to win the league. And, st- <laughs> and teams to get relegated and stuff. It, it's, cra- it's crazy. It's a 90-minute game. Anything can happen. But, uh, yeah, 20 to 1's insane. Um, City, let's talk about their uh, their loss at Anfield. Do you think it's going to affect them? Do you nah. think they're going to go on a bit of a bad turn? Uh, do you think they're going to come back and win you know, 8-0 and just kind <laughs> of forget about it? No, I don't think it's going to affect them. Just a little blip. We saw earlier in the season, they lost to Shakhtar in the Champions League. Everyone forgot about that since. They've been so good. Um, I think they'll be fine. Absolutely fine. They've got so much quality in that squad. They've got such a favourable tie now. At home to Newcastle, who aren't in particularly great form either. So, yeah, City to win. Not a problem for me. Yeah, same. Um... You know, a lot of the players came out and they said, in a way, it's relieved the pressure. Yeah. In a way, they've lost now. So they're not going to go the season unbeaten. Everyone's going to shut that up. Everyone's going to put that to the side. Uh, They can just concentrate on trying to win the league. So, yeah, City, for me, um, I've even looked into the handicap markets and it's grim. (laughs) <laughs> it's gri- it's grim reading. I would just avoid this game entirely. Yeah, if you're looking back at Newcastle's previous visits to the Etihad as well, 
it's not gone well, to say the least. Um, recent fixtures include a 6-1 loss, a 5-0 loss and a 4-0 loss. Yeah, and the, and uh, they were probably with better teams, uh, arguably, although you know you may argue that they went down with other teams. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, not a happy hunting ground. So, yeah. No, and also a bit of news on Newcastle this week as well. The takeover that was looking like it might go through, is now collapsed. So that is a real concern if you're a Newcastle fan because they really needed that takeover to go through so they could have some money to sign players in, in this transfer window and you know try and boost their survival bid. Now, it looks like they've probably got to sell players to be able to buy some more. But there's only two weeks of the window left, so they don't have much time to do it. And if they can't get players in... I think they're really, really going to struggle. Yeah, it's not looking good at all. Yeah, they're really going to be down there. Um, Rafa desperately needs players, especially... Well, he just needs a spine. Um, yeah. I don't think Elliot or Darlow are good enough. Not much of the back four are up to much good. Marino looks a good player in midfield. Atsu looks good out wide. But then Hosselu and Gale are bench boys. Uh, at best. Yeah. So yeah, he just needs a whole entire spine really. Yeah. He does. I feel like they've got a lot of players who are kind of stuck at a bit of a halfway house of not quite being good enough for the Premier League but then doing really well in the Championship. Yeah. A team of Cameron Jerome's. Yeah. Is how I'd look at. A yeah. team of Jason Kumasas. Yeah. Dwight Gale as well is a perfect example. Yeah. Perfect. Um, just, yeah, superb at championship level, but that step up is a big step up. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move on then to Sunday. Just the one game this Sunday. That's at four o'clock. It's Southampton against Spurs. The Saints are 17 to four, the draw 29 to 10, and Spurs 8 to 13. For me, Spurs win pretty comfortable. Yeah. They're back now, aren't they? They are back. It seems. Yeah, I completely agree. Southampton would have really been good to have thrown away leading 2-0 uh, against Watford last weekend away and then ended up drawing 2-2 with a 90th minute controversial equaliser. So that's really going to have disheartened them. But Spurs are, are on another level. If they can perform anywhere near the level they did against Everton last week, I think they're going to blow away Southampton. Yeah, and they've lost one in their last nine and one draw in that as well. Uh, so eight victories. Uh, they haven't actually lost since they got beat away at Man City um, 16th of December. Uh, so they've responded to that setback really well. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I fully expect them to beat Southampton. Yeah, I'll tell you what as well. Compared to the City ground, and this is going to sound pretty obvious, but compared to the City ground, Wembley is like, un it's like mind-blowing. It's that big. It's like that big. They have like a, a fish and chip station. They have like a specialist chicken burger station, a specialist burger station a specialist hot dog station a popcorn station it's not like down at forest where you can have a, a steak pie and a cup of tea and that's your lot <laughs> Bol bolty pie yeah and nothing else yeah yeah and they've got all these um, like, pre pre-game lights and cinematics going off on the big screen to like build up the atmosphere it's it's what every club that's below spurs should be aspiring to be like i, I feel yeah, I yeah, I would absolutely love to see Forrest play there one day. Fingers yeah. crossed we can do so together because that was uh that would be pretty insane. Yeah, it would. Absolutely. Um but yeah, Spurs to win for both of us. 8 to 13. You can probably look into the minus 1 handicap for that as well. Um yeah. The final game then Monday night football. It's Swansea at home to Liverpool. Swansea 17 to 2, the draw 17 to 4. And Liverpool three to ten. Liverpool for you, Tom. Yes, Liverpool for me. Impressed by Carver Howe, and uh, how could you not be? He's, yeah. he's done a 
a very decent job when that seemed to be a bit of a panic appointment. Yeah. Um, but you know he he's doing really well. But Liverpool, you can't bet against them. Uh, I think they'll they'll do really well. I think they'll probably win. You know, two to three one um, or something like that. Yep, completely agree. It'd really annoy me if they lost this after playing so well and beating Man City. It really would. It it oh, Klopp. If they drop points after that performance, yeah, Klopp has to question the players' motivation. Yeah, uh, that that would be the only thing I think that would uh, trip them up. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, Liverpool to win surely. It should be a good game either way. Yep. Right, shall we move on to the second tier of football, the Championship? Yes, absolutely. I will kick us off with a few uh, that I have on my list here. Uh, I'm going to start off on the banks of the Thames and with Fulham. Uh, so Fulham are facing Burton Albion uh, this weekend. Fulham priced at 2-5. to five. Quite an obvious pick. Uh, you've got a playoff chasing team against a relegation scrapper. Yeah. Fulham, uh, they've done really well. They they did inexplicably lose away at Sunderland on the 16th of December. But since then, they've beat Barnsley at home, Cardiff away, uh, drew away at Hull, beat Ipswich at home, lost 1-0 to Premier League Southampton and beat Middlesbrough away. Um, so I think Fulham are looking irresistible. Two to five, it's not the best price you're going to get this weekend, granted. Um, but I think you'll definitely get a win from the boys from Craven Cottage. Yeah, completely agree with that, mate. Definitely. Um, I'm going to stick with the captain obvious ones here. I'm going to go for Aston Villa at home to Barnsley. Villa beat our, our own Nottingham Forest last weekend in a very comfortable and professional 1 0 win. Prior to that in the league, they absolutely hammered Bristol City 5 0. Then prior to that, they ruined Tony Pulis's debut with uh, a 1-0 win away at Middlesbrough. So they've been really good in the league recently. And I don't think that's going to change against the Barnsley side, who did get a great draw against Wolves last weekend. But again, they've only won one in the last 12 games. So I can't see them troubling Villa too much. No, I totally agree. I'd be very, very, very surprised if uh, there was anything other than a Villa victory. Um, staying with home favourites, um, it's time to do the dirty on our own club. Uh, <laughs> Wolverhampton Wanderers at home to Nottingham Forest. Uh, Ita Karanka's second game in charge following, as Tom said, that home defeat by professional Villa. Uh, Wolves have done really well. As we all know, they're top of the league and they're flying. Um, they just lost uh, their replay uh, 2-1 away at Swansea um, we've just mentioned how well Swansea have been doing recently um, and now they're at home against Forest who are notorious for being terrible away from home um, and I think Wolves are going to run out extremely comfortable winners Yeah, completely agree Wolves haven't lost a home game since they lost to Cardiff on the 19th of August so uh... <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long time. Uh, couldn't couldn't be a worse uh, follow up fixture for Karanka <laughs> after losing on his home debut. No. So yeah, Wolves for me two to five again, just like Fulham. Not the best price you're going to get, but uh, a sure winner. Yeah, one final one for me in this division, uh, which is a bit of a better price. It's on the Friday. It's the derby against Bristol City match. And I think Derby are going to win this one at odds of 21 to 20. Gary Rowett, December's Championship Manager of the Month. His team are flying high in second place, uh, two points ahead of Cardiff in third. And I think they're going to beat a Bristol City side who seem distracted by their cup exploits this season. They've lost five in a row now, which isn't good. Do you think they're probably going to have one eye on the second leg of the what is it? The, the Carabao Cup against Manchester City? Get get your sponsorships right. <laughs> get your sponsorships right. That's it, Carabao. You can uh, you can write as a check for remembering that it's your uh, tournament. <laughs> I think Bristol City, yeah, there's a real feel-good factor, but there really shouldn't be. 
because <laughs> they're slipping in the league and um, you know they've got to address it and Derby as you said they're on fire at the moment um, it's one of the last places you want to go yeah. Um, and yeah they're going to have one eye on that on that City game yeah Derby I think 21 to 20 is a great price yeah, um, I've got just... but we won't be including it in any bomb proofs uh, <laughs> no, not, not no. kicking off not kicking off at the right time. No. But if you fancy a Friday night flutter, then uh, the Rams are uh, looking good. Yeah, a little stat just to add on to the end of all that. Derby have won eight of their 11 home games this season in the league. And all of those games they've won, they've won to nil. Oof, beautiful stat. Yeah, impressive that. Yeah, annoying as well. Yeah, a little But positive. anyway, let's... Let's move on before jealousy gets uh, gets a hold of us. Let's move on to League One. Uh, Tom, do you want to kick us off with your League One exploits? Okay, I'm going to kick us off with a, a team that I don't think I've tipped on the podcast this entire season. Um, and that's Northampton. They're at home to MK Dons. And they're at odds of 29 to 20. Now, Northampton have been pretty terrible to be honest for the majority of this season they're currently sitting in 21st place um, that's the last relegation spot in league one but they are level on points with Oldham in 20th and just one point behind the team they play this weekend that's MK Dons Northampton won their last game really impressively away at High Fly and Bradford 2-1 they've also invested a fair bit of money this summer I do think they've got some good League One players like John Joe Tool, Matt Grimes, uh, Hildeberto Pereira, an old Forest boy. Go on, Hildy. So I do think they've got the squad to get away from the drop zone. And I'm banking on the fact that they've started to turn a corner now with two league wins in a row. MK Dons, on the other hand, they're really struggling. Just one league win in their last 10 games, which funnily enough, came when they only had nine men. So... Maybe they should play with nine men every week. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hildeberto Pereira. Wow. Plenty of red cards in that guy, but love his attitude. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm going to... I agree, by the way. Uh, I had that one wrote down myself. Um, I'm going to revisit a team that I relied on uh, pretty heavily at the start of the season. Uh, it's Charlton Athletic. So Charlton... They are in sixth, uh, so they're clinging on to that last playoff spot. Yep. Yeah, they do have some clubs breathing down their necks, um, but that's okay. They've got Walsall at home uh, on Saturday. So Charlton, they're priced at 17 to 20. Um, they've only lost one in the last four games, and uh, the opposition that they've played in those last four games uh, are Wigan, where they drew 0-0 away. Fantastic. Uh, lost one nil two one at home to Gillingham, which is not a great result. But they beat Oldham at home, uh, beat Oxford at home on penalties in the uh, FA Trophy, and beat Bury away. So they're starting to build a little little something something. Warsaw down in fifteenth, a team I've not tipped on the podcast since starting it almost a year ago. So <laughs> yeah, uh, the addicts for me. Yep. I could definitely see that one, yeah. That's a nice little pick there. Um, for me, Shrewsbury should win at home to Doncaster. We know Doncaster aren't a bad outfit at home. Away, they tend to struggle quite a bit more. Uh, Shrewsbury, on the other hand, are really, really strong at home. They've built their impressive promotion push on the back of some really, really solid home form and the fact they hardly ever concede at home. They've kept a lot of clean sheets. They're 29 to 20 to win this one, which I think are pretty good odds. They shut out West Ham at home, 0 0 in the cup the other weekend. And I do think they should pretty comfortably beat Doncaster. And I'm surprised at how generous the odds are for this one. Yeah, so am I. I don't know, maybe, maybe the bookies are still feeling like they're going to fall off. I don't know, but they're still there and uh, they deserve a bit more respect. And. Uh, yeah, I I 100% again agree. It was another team I had uh, wrote down. Uh, I'm going to follow that up with a promotion rival 
of uh, Shrewsbury's, mm. and that's Blackburn Rovers. So Blackburn Rovers, they're away at Fleetwood. Um, so Fleetwood, obviously, they've just come off the back of some cup exploits against Leicester. Um, yes, I know they drew nil-nil at home to Leicester, but you actually have to go back to the 5th of December uh, for their last win at home. Uh, that was 2-0 at home to Chesterfield in the Football League Trophy. And you actually have to go back to the 28th of October for their last home win in the league. Wow. So Fleet, Fleetwood, are uh, they're not living the happy life at Highbury. Uh, like I said, 28th of October, they beat Oxford 2-0 at home. Uh, haven't won there since, and they're welcoming a Blackburn side uh, that you know we're all fully aware of how fantastic Blackburn have been recently, and they're priced at nineteen to twenty as well, which is very very interesting. Yeah, it's a nice price. That's very deceiving for Fleetwood actually. Sat in eleventh place, I didn't quite realise the home record was was that pretty poor. Ne- neither did I till uh, this afternoon on my lunch break, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but away from home. That's where they've been picking up their results. They're getting wins at home and uh, they're, they're getting beat or, or drawing poor games um, at home. So yeah. uh, we all know what Blackburn are like. Uh, we fully expect uh, them to probably get promoted and I think they'll run out comfortable victors there. Um, I've just got one more for League One. It's a, a little bit of an outsider and people listening to this and yourself might think I'm a little bit barking mad. But um, I'm going to tip again the Plymouth double chance. And that's 7-5. to five. This week, they're at home against league leaders Wigan. Now, Wigan have kept eight league clean sheets in a row. They've just knocked out Bournemouth on Wednesday in the FA Cup. However, I think all that elation is... Going to come to an end this weekend. As we see so often when someone gets a really good cup result, they don't quite live up to the heights the game instantly after against more level opposition. And I think Plymouth, who are aside, as we've tipped for the last few weeks successfully, who have lost just one in the last 10 league games, no losses in the last nine, I think they can at least draw, considering the good form they're on, at odds of 7-5. to five. Yes and no. Yes and no. I I like where you're going with this. <laughs> We're allowed to disagree on the podcast, and uh, this is a reason why I'm going to disagree. You know, I, I had a look at the game. Uh, my initial thought was that's going to be a close one, but then I looked closer at who Plymouth have played recently. Uh, Gillingham, poor. Rotherham, a good side. Oldham. Poor, MK Dons, poor, Blackpool, poor, Warsaw, poor, Bury, poor, Doncaster, average. So I don't think they've been tested too much. Um, and their last test for me, apart from the Rotherham result, where they got a one all away, uh, which is great. Uh, they went away at Bradford, lost 3 1, uh, went away at uh, Portsmouth, lost 1 0. And sandwiched between that, they even went away at Yeovil and lost. So I think this is going to be a step too far for Plymouth. Um, And actually, Tom, wrote down on my notes, is Wigan victory. Four to seven, (laughs) the Latics to bring it home. Yeah, I I would like to point out that Plymouth are at home for this one, not away. But, but well, still, it's... uh, They're still... We'll you see. know what I mean. They've yeah. not played the best sides. No, no, no. That's an interesting bit of insight, but we'll see. We shall see. I know. <laughs> I know. Shall. I know. My what I'm saying here flies in the face of all statistics and logic and reason, really. But I just feel like Plymouth might take something out of this game. We will see what happens on Saturday. We certainly will. Um, any more for League One for you? Nobody. I'm ready to uh, dive into tier four. Right, kick us off, my friend. Okay, so I am going to go straight for the hometown team, Notts County. 
Yeah. So, not Notts County, they're at home. Number one, that's always a positive. You should always be looking into Notts whenever they're at home. Um, they've got Exeter. So, Exeter, they travel to uh, Meadow Lane with very in-and-out form. And Notts County's is a lot more... Um, a lot more cemented, a lot more consistent. Uh, they're just coming off the back of a wonderful uh, result away at Lincoln, where they drew 2-2. Big test there. Uh, previously, they beat Brentford away in the FA Cup. Uh, they beat Port Vale 1-0 at home in the league. Um, previously to that, they did lose away, but at home, we know they're very, very strong. Uh, the, on- the only side in the whole football league and not to concede in the first 15 minutes of games as well. Oh, wow. Um, nice so, stat. Yeah, good little stat there. Uh, and they've just re-signed George Grant on loan for the rest of the season for the neighbours Nottingham Forest, uh, which is absolutely humongous for Notts County. Yeah, yeah, I do like that. Yeah, I think that's a good pick, mate. Oh, and also they're priced at evens. <laughs> I forgot to... <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forgot to say what price they are. They're right. evens. And also, Bet on them to win. Exeter's league form recently has uh, gone win-loss, win-loss, win. So you know now the next game is going to be a loss. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, Notts County at home. Uh, we all know how good they are at home. And uh, yeah, they're chasing Luton down for that, uh, for that champion spot, aren't they? So They are. Um, I'm going to stick with the Nottinghamshire-based clubs and I'm going to go for Mansfield at 5-4. to four. They're at home to Cheltenham this weekend. Now, Mansfield, sitting in seventh position at the moment, just level on points with uh, the team in eighth place, but they've only actually lost one in the last 15 games. You'd think with a record like that, they probably should be a bit higher. They've I feel like they've kind of been floating between 6th and 10th all season. And the problem with them is they draw too many games. They don't often lose many at all. It's just they do draw a lot. This weekend, they're at home to Cheltenham, who have won just one in their last five, not pulling up any trees. And I think Mansfield should get a victory pretty comfortably here. Yep, I agree with that one. Uh, Cheltenham, always good for a goal. At one end, but usually good for two in their own net. So we are going to stay with teams looking upwards rather than downwards. And we're going to go for a bit of a banana skin, actually. I'm going to interrupt the the hot favourites to alert the profit chasers to a potential banana skin. Um, I'm talking, and you probably know where I'm going with this, Tom, is Luton Town. Now, Luton Town, they're top of the league, uh, and top of the league for a reason. You know, they've been the best side over 27 games so far. And and they have Morecambe, Morecambe uh, at Kendalworth Road, Morecambe in 19th, and not the best side they're going to play all season. But I just sense, especially at that price, Luton are not the backable sides that you think they are. No. Um, they have... Huge problems at the back at the moment. They've conceded 13 goals in their last five games. Granted, three of those are away at Newcastle in the FA Cup. But still, uh, they conceded four away at uh, Port Vale. They conceded two at home to Luton. Two away at Chesterfield, which they slipped up at last week. Uh, And I just think two to five, it's just not worth it. No, it's definitely not worth it at all. Um, they were looking so good. They'll were, they were probably still win the league, to be honest. But you can't bet on them with any confidence at the moment at that price, 2-5, to five, when you look at their recent results. I wouldn't really be betting on Morecambe at all. So, yeah, I, no, think, no. I think your best advice to avoid this game as you have done. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I've got one more, and that's Accrington at home to Port Vale. Accrington are 11-8 to for this one. Currently sat nicely in third place, which is the, the final automatic promotion spot in League 2. And they entertain Port Vale, who are down in 18th. 
recently, as Tom said, they beat Luton 4-0 uh, a few weeks ago. But since that 4-0 victory, it's all come crashing down a little bit. They lost against Notts County and they lost to Forest Green, which is more worrying. And then they drew at home to Yeovil. Accrington, on the other hand, in the last three games, they've won all three. And they seem to have come out the other end after that little Christmas period blip they had where they lost a lot of games in a row. Um, so Accrington, for me, to continue their good run of form against the Port Vale side, who aren't particularly in the best of form at the moment. No, not at all. Um, I would like to sneak one on the end uh, just before we sign off um, from League Two. Uh, I'm going to go for quite an obvious uh, pick, and I'm surprised it's actually quite a decent price. Uh, I'm looking at Lincoln City away at Barnet. So Barnet are bottom of the football league entirely. Uh, Chesterfield's victory over Luton means they're now four points away from that magical 22nd place. Um, Lincoln, on the other hand, uh, they've stormed up the table. Um, they had a sluggish start, but now they're a consistent playoff pushing team. Uh, they're in sixth on 44 points. And they travel to Barnet, priced at 19 to 20. Lincoln, we all know uh, they're great for a goal. Um, away from home, they've been pretty solid recently. They've only lost one of their last four away games, um, including victories at Rochdale, um, a draw away at Newport. They'd be Yeovil away. They'd be Crewe away. Um, they're, they're a solid team away from home. And uh, I think they're going against, well, officially the worst team in top four leagues. So I don't see why they won't win at 19 to 20. Yeah, the only kind of uh, thing to watch out for with that game, I'd say, is uh, the new manager effect. Barnet have once again disposed of their manager and they've got Graham Wesley in. It'll be his first game in charge this weekend. So you never know what kind right. of effect that he may have the Wesley effect it yeah. could be it could be a thing but... he's uh he's known for uh a you know let's say it's not Pep Guardiola football um <laughs> <laughs> so he's known for uh yeah a little bit of uh a little bit of rough and kind of direct style um <laughs> but you know that it's league too so you know you don't need to uh you know, pass your way out of trouble, especially when you're at the bottom. No, absolutely not. Um, right, shall we recap last week's bomb-proof trebles? If we have to, absolutely. It was a week to forget for myself. I did manage to pick out Crawley. Uh, they beat Barnet 2-1 at home. Unfortunately, that was the best it got for Tom's treble. He also picked Rotherham and they drew one all away at Oldham. Luton. Runaway leaders in League 2 cost me as they went down 2-0 away at Chesterfield. Yeah, all in all, not the best trouble there and it was so close with my trouble. I had Plymouth on a double chance and they drew one all against Doncaster. Tom also got Gillingham's victory correct. Uh, they beat Rochdale 2-1 at home. And it was Championship League leaders Wolves of all teams who ended up costing the treble. They had two goals disallowed and they ended up drawing 0-0 away at Barnsley. <laughs> of all the teams to cost the treble. I know, so disappointing. Worst, they were the shortest odds of the lot. Typical, the highest ranked team. Two goals disallowed. Yeah. Never mind. Not not what we wanted. Not what we wanted, but, but, but on, on to this week where there's plenty of opportunity. Yeah, there is. Um, so... Guys, we're going to get on now to the world-famous part of the show, the Bombproof Trebles. This is the part of the show where me and Tom, we're going to put together all of our knowledge, uh, all of our research, and all of our thoughts uh, into two trebles. Uh, we're going to total up how much we would have won uh, as a podcast at the end of the season, and we're also going to go head-to-head -head so you can monitor uh, who the hot tipster was. Tom, you can go first this week, as I went first last week. Take it away. Right, for my bomb-proof treble this weekend, we're going to start in League One. 
with uh, Northampton. And they're at home to MK Dons and they're 29 to 20. We're also going to go for Shrewsbury at home to Doncaster. Again, 29 to 20. And then we're going to drop to League 2 for the final team in the treble. And that's Mansfield at home to Cheltenham. And they're 5 to 4. And £10 on all of that pays the lovely little sum. Lovely little sum of £135. Holy! That's a... That's a <laughs> They're tasty that's a returns, eh? <laughs> that's a big payout, isn't it? That is a big payout. All wow. teams at home, all teams that should win, all teams at odds against, so... Okay. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's... I'm not really sure how to follow that um, <laughs> because mine, as you can imagine by my reaction, is uh, yeah, not really up there. However, I will counter it with what I do have. So I'm going to call this the Premier League 2K05. Uh, so I pretty much remember all these teams being the Premier League when uh, I was like a teenager and stuff. I always see them as... Premier League teams. Um, one of them is which, which is kind of cheating. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to start off with West Ham. Uh, West Ham at evens, and they're at home to Bournemouth. Uh, we're going to go for Championship Fulham, and Fulham are two to five. They're at home to Burton Albion, and then we're going to go for Blackburn Rovers, who are away at Fleetwood Town, priced at nineteen to twenty. Ten pounds on, pays fifty five. Which yep. is a decent return. You, you've made it sound like it's tuppence. <laughs> it's no. still five to one. No, um, no, no. You've got so good, yeah, three good teams there that definitely should win. Um, yeah, I like, I like the sound of all of that. Usually we do we do like to go for teams that are at home usually, but Blackburn, one of the best teams, if not arguably the best team in in League One away at Fleetwood, who, as you said, pretty poor home records. So. Yeah, really happy with that, Tom. Nice little travel. Yeah, yeah likewise with you. Um, I think, yeah, it, you know, although it returns an astronomical amount, um, <laughs> it should should bear fruit. Yep. Okay, so if you enjoy the show, guys, the best thing that you can do for us is give us a rating and review on iTunes. It only takes two minutes of your time, and we'd really, really appreciate that, and it'll help us carry on moving up the rankings. Thank you to everybody who did rate us uh, on iTunes over there last week. Much appreciated. It is. Um, you can also keep in touch with us in numerous different ways. The best way to keep in touch with us is Twitter. So we're very active on Twitter. Just get at us at T underscore FB podcast. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Uh, www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And you can also email us. So if you want to email us, uh, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. And Tom is going to talk to us about the website. Yep, please do visit the website, guys, www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk. We've got the blog on there, which you can contribute to if you're a keen content writer. And we've got our free bet section where you can sign up to numerous bookmakers and get a free bet for joining up. Um, we've also got the forum, which we're trying to get off the ground, so... If you want to go on there and talk to us and other profit chasers about your tips and thoughts for the games this weekend, that's the place where you can do so. Absolutely, yes it is. Um, also, the Premier League was back last week, so although Tom is not going to like this, let's talk about Premier League fantasy football. Yeah, this is really annoying because I actually had a good week last weekend. I got 67 points, which is far better than the average. Yeah, I've gone down in the league even further. <laughs> I, I did I did see that. I did see that you had a good week and still went down. It made me so happy. Yeah. Um, a running joke that we've had on the podcast, which I think I'm actually going to enforce, is I think we said <laughs> if you finish in the bottom eight, of the league, then you're not going to be allowed to play next year. Um, there's 50 teams in the league. Uh, Tom is 45th. So, 
<laughs> he needs Paul Lambert to come in and try and save him. Um, <laughs> at least he's got a bit of excitement in his season. As I said, 50 teams in the league. I am 25th. So, so I could, I could not be more mid table. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Big big shout out to Niall McNally, uh, bringing a maction. I think you say his uh, team name. Yeah. Um, pretty much carried by Mohamed Salah and Son um, Wayne Hennessy as well. He did a decent job for him. Um, so he's top at the moment, uh, nine points clear of Tom Arnold. Uh, so it's really hotting up at the top. Uh, if you do want to join, um, obviously. Probably a good idea to have an existing team right now, see as though it's January. Um, if you have an existing team, you can join and you will join wherever your current points total um, has you. So, you know, yeah. more than likely you'll start above Tom. So, yeah, if you want the code, just tweet us um, or send us a message on Facebook or something and we will uh, do our best to get that to you. Yeah, we'll put it in the description of the podcast as well. So, It'll be there, so you can easily find it, hopefully. Um, but yeah, please do join and knock me down even further. It don't, I don't even care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't give a monkeys. No, I do not give a monkeys. Um, I think that is everything for this week. Unless you've got anything else to add, Tom. No, I just want to wish everyone a happy profit chasing. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and best of luck as ever for the bets of the weekend. Please do get in touch. Absolutely. So uh, all the best, guys. Take care. Thank you for listening. All the best.